Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Today on the show, we have Josie Toda. Josie was one of the stars of the Saved by the Bell reboot that aired on Peacock. It was two seasons, and if you ask me, it was unjustly canceled because I loved it. It was so ridiculous, so silly, so funny. It had a lot of the original cast members come in, but they were all playing. It was a spoof, essentially, of the original Saved by the Bell, which I loved the original Saved by the Bell. I was just watching the Christmas episode of the original Saved by the Bell when Zach falls in love with the girl at the mall and then she, he takes in her and her dad because they're homeless and they take them in for the holiday season and then they're never to be seen from again on the show. I watched that episode. I also watched the one where they were in the rock band and Casey Kasem is interviewing them for a documentary on the rock. It's so good. I was posting some clips on my social media. But the uh, reboot of Saved by the Bell, it's very much a spoof and it's so silly, so funny, created by Tracy Wigfield, who also created Great News, which was a three season, I think it was either two or three season TV show starring Nicole Richie and so many other wonderful people that was hilarious. Both shows, though, if you've never seen Great News or the Say by the Bell reboot, just check out, have your brain check out for a couple uh, hours and watch them because they're so good, so rewatchable. So many jokes are loaded into those episodes. I, I'm i truly devastated that both of them were canceled unjustly, but uh, I'm excited for you to hear my chat with Josie. Josie was also on things like Glee, and I don't know about you all, but I'm always looking for things that are funny to watch. I was watching that show, The Rehearsal, Nathan Fielder's show on HBO. I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast before, but it's completely insane. And I've been recommending it to people cautiously because it's cringe comedy and you might not like it. If you don't like that kind of stuff, it's very odd. And this in particular is like a very experimental show. So they haven't aired the finale yet. It airs this Friday. And I'm so excited for the finale because I don't even know where the show's going or I... Some of the characters, I'm like, are they actors? Are they not actors? There's this woman, Angela, on there. I'm like, she has to be an actress, right? But then I saw on social media, she was posting stuff about the show. She seemed like a real person. She didn't seem like an actor. So I'm like, what's the truth? What is the truth, Nathan? And I think we're going to find out hopefully in the finale. But I am endlessly fascinated by this show. But I also watch it. I'm like, oh, I get why people would hate this. Because there's also a lot of episodes without a lot of answers, the comedy is all the cringe, uncomfortable comedy that I like that a lot of people don't care for. And uh, it's a lot of unanswered questions. And it's very complex. You really have to pay attention to it because he's, I don't even know how to explain it. He's like doing rehearsals, but then there's so many layers to what he's doing. And if you turn away for one second, the one episode I ran to the restroom, I come back and I'm like, I'm asking my boyfriend, like, what's going on? Like, what did I miss? There's a new person on screen. And I can't tell if they're an actor or not an actor. It's very confusing, but I'm just looking for funny stuff lately. And I go back to my regular shows. I go back to great news. I rewatch that or I watch 30 Rock or Golden Girls or all of those classics, The Nanny. 
Uh, I just watch Cheers, and I'm always looking for something new to binge because I need to check out. And I love all these great, wonderful, intense dramas that we get on TV and these mini series about grifters. We get so many of those, and there are the hour long dramas, and everything's so long nowadays. You put on an episode, and it's like 62 minutes. And I'm like, I don't want to sit for 62 minutes. I want to sit for 22 minutes, laugh, and completely check out. And I think that's why I like reality TV too, because I can watch it. And I could turn my brain off and just sort of sit and let it wash over me and have some laughs, check out, and then move on. I don't got to think too much. And so I love these in-depth shows, but I'm looking for more comedies. And I'm hoping that these networks and streaming services invest in more comedies. I loved Hacks on HBO Max. I thought that was great. It was very funny, but also had a good story. And the episodes weren't too long. It's like, give me stuff like that. Like, I want that style of 20 to 30 minutes uh, and easy to follow with like, a, I want a little story. I like a little storyline. Anyway, I want to play my chat with Josie. You can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. I want to thank Acast. Also, speaking of half hour comedies, I recap Sex in the City, the original from the beginning over on a site called Patreon. So it's a subscription site. So if you donate $4 or more per month to my Patreon page, you can get access to the bonus episodes. So I do a recap of Sex in the City. I do one a month. We're currently on season two, and you can go to patreon.com slash everything iconic, and I have a good time recapping those. I just put a new one up there. It's really fun to dive back into the old those old shows. Uh, also, you can get my book. It's called How Do I Unremember This? It's currently, I don't know how long it'll be, but Barnes & Nobles do their book haul sale. It's like an annual sale they do, and they have tons of hardcovers for 50% off for a limited time, so I know it's going on at least today and this week. So right now my book is $12.99 there. If you haven't gotten it, you can get it at Barnes & Noble or Amazon uh, or support your local independent bookstore. But Barnes & Noble is a great place to buy your hardcovers at the moment because they got lots of great deals. So even if you're not getting mine, I just read that Jeanette McCurdy book, which I loved. Can't recommend it enough. I didn't know much about Jeanette. She's a child actress from the Nickelodeon Network. But it's such a compelling read. She had a really terrible mother and it's about her relationship with her mother, and it's very fascinating stuff. So I might try to get her on the show, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Her book is great. And you can buy a bunch of – I don't know if hers is 50% off right now, but you can buy a bunch of them 50% off Barnes & Noble. Anyway, all that said, uh, I, we're going to take a break here, and then we'll come back, and you'll hear my chat with uh, Josie Toda, who's got a new podcast out. You can find it now wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up, and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Josie Toda. Josie's got a new podcast called Dare We Say, launching on the 28th. Uh, Josie also starred in Saved by the Bell, the reboot, which I love. And I have tons of questions for you. Josie, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. I'm I'm pretty, really pissed about Saved by the Bell because I truly loved it. I thought it was so joyous, so fun, so silly and ridiculous. Uh, I can't believe it's no longer going to be with us. I know. That can is I, sad. Can I get some Saved by the Bell questions out of the way? And then we'll, of course, talk about the podcast and so many other things. Yes, of course. Ask away. Okay. So first of all, was it ever shopped to another network after Peacock decided no? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. Okay. What would have Lexi's storyline been? Did you have an idea of something that was coming? I did. I had an idea of like, I I kind of manifested like the season before after our first season about Alicia's character um, being like bisexual and that ended up happening. And so I was starting to manifest if there was another season of like Lex, all, all of Lexi's money being taken away. And she has to like, um, because her dad finds out that like she's been cheating in all of her classes and she's um, like now failing everything. And so he takes away all of her money and basically says like, if you don't get A's or if you don't pass your exams by the end of the semester, um, like I'm taking you out of Bayside. And so she's sort of like, is like poor throughout the season and like, or, you know, her version of poor, she's wearing like clothes from Nordstrom and blooming. <laughs> it's not Alexander Wang or, um, whatever. And then she like, you know, like she enlists in Daisy's help to help her. And maybe in the end, she decides to help Daisy with something in her life and then fails on purpose. <sighs> I needed it. I needed you all to go to Malibu Sands. Like as a, a fan of the original, I needed I needed like there to be some sort of Malibu Sands episodes. I know. I kind of wanted to go to Hawaii. Yeah, there you go. Uh uh, what was the OG cast like? How were they? It was cool. It was cool to be with people who were on a show that was the same show that existed before. Because it's kind of a weird situation. And you could see that they we're all very close and that they all had a lot of good memories. 
And I think that it was fun to to make new ones with them. And who was hotter, AC or Zach? Like, who did you find hotter? I mean, Just they're like men level. in their, their late 40s right now. Well. I'm a young woman. So I don't think I quantify any of them as as hot. Yeah. But I think Mark Young, Mark Paul Gossler was a gorgeous man. And yeah. that is where I'll leave it. Stunning. Uh, okay. Your new podcast. Tell me all about Dare We Say. Yeah. Okay. So my, my new podcast, Dare We Say, it's with my two best friends in the entire world. And we basically came together in the summer of 2020 and the pandemic when we found ourselves moving in together um, and just having extensively long conversations that range from, you know, the most extreme topics, whether it was like systemic oppression um, and income inequality and things that were really pressing, especially considering that was the summer of 2020, which is very like polarizing and turbulent time. And it was a sort of racial reckoning. And we were also speaking about like Ariana Grande licking that donut at a bakery and like, you know, how good does Pete Davidson's BDE have to be for him to land Kim K and now lose her. Right. And who's going to go to next? I feel like he has to go for like someone hella old now, like Celine Dion or like Cher. I would love that. Yeah. I feel like that's, what's right for him. Wasn't he Uh, rumored to be with like a, was it not Kate Beckinsale? Was it? I think he was with someone sort of older, right? For a minute. But yeah, I agree. We need 70 plus like an octogenarian or something. I think would be great. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. So um, basically after having, you know, these long conversations, it got to the point where people started like overhearing them or we'd, we'd be talking at dinner and then they would tell us all the time, like, we actually learned something from like you guys speaking or like, we love hanging out with you guys because we feel like it gives us a place to share thoughts and opinions. And we never have had that before. And we didn't think anything of it because it's just us talking. So the fact that people had learned from us was astonishing. And then when um, I sort of pitched this idea to my representative, that's so formal sounding to my agent (laughs) manager, Um, they had the idea of bringing it to Crooked and Crooked is obviously like an incredible organization that does um, so much in the political sphere and the political talking sphere. And I just, after researching so much and seeing virtually nothing for young adults to talk about pressing issues and just be honest and have an open forum and, you know, discuss these topics and um, sometimes disagree on them after seeing, you know, virtually no, Ally, 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 outlet Allie, for that. Outlet, yeah. Um, Ally too. I just had a seizure. I was like, we need to make one. Like we, we as young people can't rely on infographics on Instagram to decide how we feel about whatever policy or bill is being changed. We, we need something greater than that. And I think people our age want something more than just, just a post or something. Um, and they're not watching broadcast news. I mean, I, like a psychotic human being, watch the view. But a no, normal Josie, wait. Year old, I watch the view. A twenty-one-year-old does not watch the <laughs> I I do watch the view, and I'm very excited for their new um, Republican. Wait, so um, tell me, what do you think about? So you like you're a fan. You're excited about Alyssa joining the View cast. I I am obsessed. I think this is a larger American 
theme uh, and a larger American like joy that people like to relish in, which is seeing people who disagree get along. I think that's something that like we all can relate to really enjoying. I think we crave more of that. And I think we've been seeing less of that as the time goes on. Like when Michelle Obama had the mint from what's his name when they were sitting at that funeral. Oh, from Bush. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, seeing moments like that bring me joy. And I think it's just important to have people who disagree with you. My parents always raised me in circles of people who had completely different views And my mom always said that her favorite classes in college were the ones taught by extremely conservative teachers because she actually had to put in the work and effort to, you know, figure out if she actually did agree with the side that she was fighting for. And I I crave that. So yeah, I am excited. I think, I think that was a good idea. And I think she seems like, I mean, I haven't researched that much in her, but she doesn't seem like she's not a Trump supporter anymore. No, I'm glad you do watch the V. I'm glad I'm not alone. Also, I mean, like I watch Fox News more than I watch. CNN, which is funny because I know what my parents are saying. I know what the, what I'm reading, you know, my CNN on, on the news, but like I, I, I had an amazing teacher named Dennis Bullock, my senior year, he was my econ and gov teacher. And every single morning we would read one story covered by five different outlets. And we'd look at how each outlet covered that story. And that has imprinted my my thinking and the, just the way that I go about life and the way that I view any given situation. Interesting. Has there been any topics so far that you've covered on the the new podcast? Uh, anything that's been off limits or have you just sort of been able to go into all of it? Nothing's off limits. You know, it's kind of weird that like, because we're such close friends, we kind of forget there's a microphone in front of us and we often will accidentally say something extremely personal and we'll keep it in but we'll be shocked at ourselves or how vulnerable we are. And I think vulnerability just allows people to feel less alone. I think it's a sen- it's a sign of strength. And we all really do open up and say some shit I never thought we would say, like yeah. outside of the podcast. And it's exciting for listeners too, because then people are able to connect with you on a different level. I think uh, I've been doing this for four plus years now. And I had moments early on where I would say something very personal and then I would hear from other people who had similar situations and it made them feel less alone and myself less alone because I realized other people went through similar situations. Have you always been in, interested in sort of the intersection between pop culture and politics or is that something as you've gotten older that you've become interested in? Because I've always been interested in that. I mean, I remember when I was on Glee, every single lunch break, I would watch the Wendy Williams show which by the way is no is no sign of um of of political commentary of like sane political commentary mm-hmm. but like you know she was very out there and controversial and would speak about things that were happening and like in a sort of news like setting but in a pop culture way she would speak about pop culture things as if she was a news anchor and i always enjoyed that i've always watched the view um and i oh, i love late night shows um Jimmy Kimmel is my dream, not my dream man, but like my dream person to like be alone with. Um, not do, I wouldn't do anything with him, yeah. but I would, I would speak to him <laughs> and I would hope that he would respond anyway. Um, <laughs> but like have a dinner. I would love to. Yeah. 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 Kimmel. What about so, your interests? What about your pop culture interests in terms of movies and TV shows? Like what were some of the touchstones for you? We always talk about like favorite movies and TV shows here on the pod. So like what were some of the things or, or something you'll see on TV that you, you'll stop and watch no matter when it, what time of day it is? So many things. I think 
I, I mean, just like favorite shows and movies that I've, I get addicted to so much stuff. I actually really got into like Spanish teen soap operas in the pandemic. Um, Alicia and I were watching the show called Elite and La Casa de Papel Money Heist. And I was just so invested. I thought it was just so compelling and very, very hot and steamy. So made that for one. And now the lead of Elite is dating Dua Lipa or rumored to be dating Dua Lipa, which is also a fun little tidbit. Um, is that Man- what's his name? Aaron. Aaron okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're so hot on that show. Everyone on that show is so attractive. Yeah. It's yeah. violent. It's disgusting. Uh, you mentioned Glee. What do you remember from that time on set? I, I've had a lot of the Glee cast on and it seems like it was just a very, a lot. It was such a cultural phenomenon and I can't even put myself in the shoes of what it'd be like even to be on that set for one day. What was it like for you? To this day, Glee is the most surreal thing I've ever done in my entire career. It's like, cause I remember vividly religiously watching Glee on my couch in Davis, California years before I'd even moved to LA with my family every single week. And to have gone to step foot on that set and then sort of join a, a, and through those last moments and be be taken on through the rest of the season was just like so insane. And it was like the most Hollywoody thing that, you know, like a dream Hollywood actor would have to ever happen to me. And they always said, if you can do Glee, you can do anything. And they were not wrong. Nothing has ever been as hard as that show. I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of time I mean, with all the rehearsals, the dancing, and I've gone back and watched some of it. And I'm like, this seems like it would have been a fucking nightmare to shoot because you have to learn dancing and singing and recording it all, plus doing the actual show, which seems like. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, I was living my dream. That was like my biggest dream ever was to do a show like that. And it was so difficult. I literally got mono. After filming that, it took me like months to recover, but it was, it was so, so fun. You know, I remember Glee being such a touchstone for LGBTQ representation and, and seeing gay people and gay storylines on screen. And I think it was very, um, one of the first very mainstream shows to, to show us so much representation. What do you make of the state of, of television representation for the LGBTQ community today? Do you think we've made good progress or have we gone a few steps backwards? What do you think? I think I share a lot of the same sentiments with um, a lot of people talking right now and have been talking about the past few years, which is like, of course we've made so many progress. It's amazing to see, you know, shows like Pose get rewarded. And um, just in my own experience, seeing people like Hunter Schaefer and um, like Laverne Cox do all these like big roles Um, But obviously there's so much to go. And I think something that like everyone's learning right now is this word representation, which is so obviously overused, but even though it's still so important, um, but like now authentic representation, which is taking it a step further and focusing on the people making the decisions and not the people in front of the, not just the people in front of the camera, because that's when real change will happen is when it's like systemic. And when like the studio heads, reflect our every day and you know the execs that are getting scripts and that are deciding whether or not to green light things and then the producers on those shows and how the shows are being ran and facilitated is like just as important as the the skin color or the race or gender identity or sexual orientation that you're seeing on your tv josie what uh 
do you have any dream roles? Is there anything you want to do? Obviously you're so talented in the comedy space and selfishly, I just want to see you be able to do a million more comedies, but what, what do you want to do? What's kind of exciting to you? I'm doing a drama right now, which is so fun. And it's like the first drama I've ever done. And it's still a little bit lighthearted, but like I'm having to be serious, which is very new for me. And I'm like, not used to being just like a normal person on TV. I'm always like throwing something at someone or like, um, like puking in my purse. And (laughs) that has been an adjustment. I've always said, I haven't always said, but recently I had a dream and just a pipe dream that it would be amazing to play Lady Gaga in a biopic. (sighs) So I'm just going to put that out there. Put it out there. That would be such a goal of mine. And I really feel like she just is such a big part of my growth and my acceptance of my own self. But I just want to obviously tell good stories and like uncover truths about my own experience that maybe people don't know, but can, can relate to universally and also help other people do the same for theirs and just to just keep working and get a really nice home yeah, somewhere on an Island. Yeah. I love that. And then invite all my friends and family. You mentioned Hawaii and I dream of having something in Malibu, just being able to go whenever I need to. Yes. Uh, Josie, I ask all of my guests the next question. What's your favorite Mariah? This you're young, maybe that you don't have one, but your favorite Mariah Carey song. Is there a thing on Spotify that tells me what my most played? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how to find it. Well, you know, um, what's her name? Just did a remix on her song on fantasy. Glada. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That brought back memes for me. And honestly, I think I went to school every single day playing that song my senior year. It's I so think fantasy. Yeah. Always I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do we 
Josie, tell everyone where they can listen to your podcast, where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff. Oh, yes. Okay. You can listen to our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. I love when people say that. I've always wanted to say that. So like Spotify, um, subscribe, Apple, follow all those and, things. and subscribe and, and please subscribe and please follow. I'm so bad at this. Um, no, but truly do. We're so excited. We, we just want to grow a family and we hope people listen to us and enjoy us. And we also have an Instagram. It's called dare we say, which is the name of our podcast. So go follow that. We like post photos of ourselves and I'm trying to, to get them to start posting nudes so that we can gain more following. So, yeah. you know, you might see some like feet pics soon. Please. Um, has there been something, have you all disagreed on something uh, quite heavily? Have you gotten in any fights or anything while you've been recording? We definitely have moments where we're like, there's a boundary there. We don't want to talk about certain things and then, or we don't want to talk about certain things in certain ways. I feel like, like any friends do when they're having conversations, but we really understand each other in a way that is so it comes from such a place of love that like we've never really offended any any of us. It's more just like we want to respect everyone's vulnerability and they're everyone will share what they want to share when it's the right time for them. Josie, thank you so much. I'm such a huge fan of your work. You're the best. And I just love watching you. I'm excited for the podcast and and also just excited to watch you uh work on screen anywhere. Thank you so much for taking oh my the gosh. time. Thank you. That was very kind of you, Danny. Appreciate hey. you. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. Bye. You too.